It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You are listening to the GAA Hour, brought to you by Sports Joe and Shore. 72-hour non-stop protection. Tested to the limits. Sure, it won't let you down. Hello and welcome to the GAR, brought to you by Sure 72 Hour Protection. So the season has ended, the dust has settled and Dublin are indeed the All-Ireland Champions. They beat Kerry in the final and to help me review that match is Niall McIntyre and a very disappointed uh, Kerry legend, Mark O'Shea. Mark, how are we? We're down in the dumps, Lee. We're very, very low at the moment. Um... So what can you say? A great Dublin team. They've they're breaking a lot of our records now, and uh, it's it's a tough one to take. Uh, my uncle Paddy had eight eight all Ireland medals, and now the three boys uh, James McCarthy, uh, Mick Fitzsimons, and uh, who else? Cluxton. Cluxton. <laughs> <laughs> Did the Cluxton there after uh, breaking the the record? And you know what? Good luck to them. They're great <laughs> footballers. Uh, but it's it's a tough it's a tough one because you know we were always uh, like we used to always, Dublin Kerry was such a huge rivalry and it is it always is but for the last few years obviously Dublin are coming out on tops and you know we thought yesterday maybe we might just win it and unfortunately it went down the stretch and we didn't. Well, be honest with me, Mark. How does a Kerry man deal with such a disappointment when you're in Dublin, you're in the city? How did you uh, initially react? Um, it was, I, I went across the road to the Croke Park Hotel and met a few pals. And uh, after a while, I looked for a taxi to get out of, get out of the, the hotel and just started walking. And um, before I knew it, I was in the boar's head. <laughs> 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 so, uh, yeah, look, I mean... You you can't begrudge Dublin because I think the the rivalry is a healthy rivalry. Mm-hmm. I think the, you know I'm, I mean I go back as far as see, even myself and Alan Brogan, great pals in college together, and even now Alan's small for the Hugo and my small for the Ty, like we call out to their house and they call towers and look it's 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 very healthy like and 
You know, that's 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 G eight. You know. Mm-hmm. And did you see any of the Dublin lads? Out? Any of the former players like Berno or Paddy? No, I, I didn't. No, <laughs> I, I just as I say, I met a few of my pals and and um, Alan. Alan was doing his thing and I was doing my thing. But uh, met Jar Brennan, met uh, Keane O'Sullivan. You know, and they were across the road in the hotel. But no, I didn't really meet Alan. Alan would be my best <coughs> pal now, say from the Dublin team. You know, yeah. we're good pals. We'd often be throwing messages at each other and having a bit of crack, you know, but uh, no, didn't meet him yesterday. Does it make it particularly difficult that it kind of felt as if Kerry's time was coming now, that they'd won last year, they might make it back-to-back and that maybe Dublin were on the end and that Kerry weren't able to get over the line? Um, I always think that, with the exception, obviously, of the the Dublin six in a row, I always think that teams struggled with the back-to-back and... I always thought it was going to be a really tough draw to trying to get the back to back like. And um when the game started I was I was very confident but I just saw that we were playing the game on Dublin's terms in my view. Like you just look at say um Con. Like we had Tyg Morley who basically used to do the, the Keon O'Sullivan role in, in terms of sitting and trying to, you know, nullify the the, the dangerous players in the full full forward line for Dublin, say. And we weren't, like, basically they put Conor Callan centre forward. So all of a sudden, Tyg Morley had to come out and play as that player and mark, man mark him. And then Con went in. So then Tyg Morley was full back. So we weren't playing the game on our terms. We were playing it on Dublin's terms. So there, all of a sudden, I said, do you know what? this is going to be a different game today. Like it was slow, wasn't it, in the first 15, 20 minutes and Kerry, maybe they give a short kick out and they kind of give it straight back. Dublin will get set up and the attack will be slow then. And I think, like, David Clifford had probably only touched the ball and he looked sharp in the first 15 minutes but he probably only touched it once or twice. Yeah, well, like, for the first, I'd say, 15 minutes, he probably only touched the ball three or four times. You know, and then he gets the ball inside under the, the, the hill and he just puts that... Great pass into Paul Ganey, who I don't know did he touch did he hop it twice, <laughs> but that said, do you know what lads? I I, I was having a, a a chat with a fellow last night, and he said that Kevin McMenamin when he got the goal in 2011, he hopped the ball twice. So these things have a way of balancing each other out. That's interesting. I need to check that out. Uh, Mickey Hart said on the BBC that he did hop it twice, but. Murray Stegan, they have him like on yeah. call, you know, and he, he said, no, he never, he sort of dropped it onto his dropped foot. Dropped it and he picked it up yeah. with the leg. He, he, he was like, you know, it's a weird one because he was a bit uh, all over the place initially, but then he had yeah. brilliant improvisation, you know, yeah. to save himself. So it was just a really skillful thing in the end. So it the was, goal. and you know what, he missed one before that. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it was a Darrell Canada was saying beforehand, if you get a, if you get a goal today, it might be worth even six points. Um, that goal for Kerry was definitely worth it but then D- Dublin come back and get the goal afterwards and my God like, like it was a real key period of the game mm-hmm. where you know Paddy Small gets the ball Paul Murphy gets a b- great block yeah, unbelievable block but such is the rain the ball ricochets off the ground and it goes to the back of the net you know and like you could actually say that if the if the weather was good if the, if it was a dry ball, David Clifford could have had maybe eight points. Mm-hmm. But you could also say that for like say the likes of Paul Mannion or you yeah. know Basquel or whoever you know. So I think Dublin deserved it on the day. 
Well, just on that with the Dublin forwards, you mentioned Conor Callaghan starting at centre-half, moving and Kerry reacting to that. With the full forward line that Dublin have and even the half forward lane, they play, they're all shooters, Colin Pascal, Cormac Costello, Conor Callaghan. You can't really leave any of them on their own. So you have to man-mark all of them, yeah. no? I, I, I think that when you look at it, Dublin have more, like say, players that you have to mind. Whereas Kerry... You look at Kerry and you say, okay, David Clifford, obviously. Paddy Clifford, who was exceptional in the second half. <coughs> unbelievable. Uh, Shawnee O'Shea. After that, like, <coughs> you know, if you're going out as a defender for Dublin, you're not, like, is Darren Mindham going to shoot the lights out? He's a great footballer. He's He works his socks off, but he's not going to kill you on the scoreboard. Um, now, Stephen O'Brien, in fairness, he is. He's a great footballer. Um, but I just felt going into the game, if we could nullify their forwards, you know, and <clears throat> keep them quiet, we'd had a great chance. But they had such, like, and even Con again yesterday, he wasn't the Con of old, but they had Mannion. They mm-hmm. had Pascal. You know, and you're right, like, Lee, it's, 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 you're trying to contain all these players and it's a very hard thing to do. You kind of had done it, like, coming up to the, before the Paddy Small goal, really, it looked like Kerry were turning the tap and they were three points up. And then that was just such a turning point then. And I know Kerry did get the three points after, but it, Jack O'Connor was saying, you know, maybe we, we expended too much energy trying to get back ahead again. Like, did, did you feel at one at some stage early in the second half that Kerry were, that, you know, that they were coming yeah, here? Like, like, I mean, at halftime, I would have said like that we needed to get more out of other players. Like, say, obviously David is going to be so well man-marked by the likes of Mick Fitzsimons and all the other players. But I just felt like that we needed to get other players into the game. Shawnee, um, Pawdy, Dermot O'Connor and Gavin White. And it wasn't happening. But then Pawdy stood up and I thought he was exceptional. Do you know what I he mean? He was the best player on the pitch. He was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And like... Like the, the the first one he got in the second half, where he just kind of and it's it's a hard kick. He's outside the D. It's a really hard kick, but like great score. And then he followed it up with two more, like unbelievable performance by Paddy. And you know, going into the game, you'd say I was picking my All Star team going into the game, and I didn't have Paddy on. Paddy's nailed on after mm-hmm. after yesterday. You know. Yeah, a lot of people sort of named their uh, place to the team just after yesterday's performance. A few people maybe lost their place. And like in the Sunday game team, they didn't pick Cormac Costello. But going into this game, you know, he was on fire. He was nearly the danger man in particular out of that Dublin forward line that they had to look after. Um, what, what, what do you think happened? How, how did Thomas Sullivan stop him? Or was it a case of he was so obsessed with Thomas Sullivan? Yeah, like, I mean, again, I go back to it. I think we played the game on Dublin's terms. There was one stage where, like, Tom O'Sullivan is so, I think it was during Peter Keane's reign where Tom O'Sullivan was allowed free reign, go up the field, kick a few points out, outside the, the left boot, which he's so <coughs> good at. And that didn't happen in the semi-final and the final. And you know what? It's a great, actually, like, if you look at it, if you're going out and you're trying to set up against the opposition and you're talking about Tom O'Sullivan, it's a, it's a, it's a nice uh, tribute to Tom O'Sullivan that people mm-hmm. are actually they're planning for him because he has that kick in his locker. It didn't happen in the semi-final, didn't happen in the final, but at one stage, you know, Tom O'Sullivan, I saw him running into the full forward line 
And, you know, he's that kind of player. He can play in any position in the field. And just look, yesterday wasn't the day for Tom. Costello, obviously, you know, <coughs> the, the, the plaudits go with Dublin, but not, not, not Tom's day and not Kerry's day. Yeah, and you say there about setting up for the dubs. Um, obviously, the man in charge of that was Jack O'Connor. Uh, you played under him twice. He, you were either for both his reigns. Twice, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you knew better than most. Like, I mean, he's a proud carry man. You know, he definitely wouldn't have went into that game thinking we're reacting. You know, he he would have thought that carry are going to be the oh yeah, you know, no, on the front foot sort of great thing. manager. Jack is a great manager, and you know what? He he would have gone into that game like with the carry plan. What yeah. we're going to do, and I think just Dublin had that physicality. Lee, they just just were man for man, like. They were saying that James McCarthy didn't really have a great game. <laughs> For me, James McCarthy was taking lumps out of fellas. He was like going after, and that's what you want. Like, I mean, if there was a transfer market tomorrow morning, you'd have James McCarthy straight away. The way that he just goes after fellas, and Do you think that sets the, sets the tone, Mark? Like it that. sets the tempo. It sets the tempo, and like, I mean, even like I was looking at the stats at halftime. I think Kerry had something like sixty-four percent. And I, I'm still thinking like, no, we're still playing the game on Dublin's terms. And of course, you're Cluxon and goal and all his kickouts. Um, in the semi-final, Kerry just pushed up on Oran Lynch in the last few minutes of the game. And all of a sudden, we get a few kickouts. Um, when Cluxon went long, we did okay. But often, Brian Howard, how many times did he get the ball? I mean, like, I would say 14 or 15 times Brian Howard was the outlet. And we didn't, like, we should have been so tuned into that, but we weren't. Mm. You mentioned there the physicality, I think, just before we went on air, we showed you the clip of Mick Fitzsimmons and Cormac yeah. Costello in the warm-up getting laid into each other even before a ball was thrown in. Um, that just shows you how up for it this Dublin team were and how personally they'd taken the last two years. you think, Kerry, maybe didn't, maybe lack that a little? Yeah, um, I always remember my Uncle Paddy saying to me, like, in... 1982 when they lost to, to Offaly for the five in a row now he wouldn't really dwell on it but he always said like 82 was a tough one and then they come back in 83 in the Munster final when championship was championship and was knockout and uh, Tyke Murphy got a goal in the Munster final to not carry out in the last <coughs> minute again so two years in the bounce Kerry lost 82-83 they come back in centenary year 84 they win the, the the league and they win the, the championship. And I mean, you could just see, I just felt the, the last two years, Dublin, they lost to Kerry with that last minute free, Sean O'Shea. You know, if that game goes down the stretch, you'd nearly give Dublin the advantage. And the previous year, was it Dermot O'Connor stuck his leg out uh, just by the, yeah. the, the end line and the ball stays in play and they, they win the game against Dublin. So they never really went away in my view. And James McCarthy's speech, kind of, you know, you know, we owed it to the team, we owed it to Desi, we owed it to ourselves. They were never classed as permanent, in fairness, and Dublin have that. Isn't it kind of a crown and glory for a lad like James McCarthy, Mick Fitzsimons, that, you know, after you feel like they're going away and people are saying, Kerry, are coming, that they, they stood up again? Yeah, well, to be honest with you, like, James McCarthy is just an incredible footballer. I mean... Like, how many years he got on the go now, you know? He, he could play anywhere. Like, any position. I remember 2019, the draw match, he was inside full back back on Tommy Walsh. Um, 20, 
and then the replay he was out the middle of the field and <coughs> like he was the reason they won the replay in my view out the middle of the field Jim fantastic footballer and I actually do you know what it was it was a tough day for me yesterday watching the Dubs win the game but if there was any man to go up the steps James McCarthy winning Sam Maguire I, I was delighted for him being uh, totally honest after the match he did the interview with Desi Farrell and he came in with a point of Guinness in or a, a Dublin backroom team member actually came in and gave him the point of Guinness and sure in, in, in Croke Park in Croke Park I yeah. said that must have been a hairy point in Croke Park yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe so um, but he, he was mentioning in his interview that even at his own wedding back in I think it was last November that they were talking he was saying to Desi that you know that was where it started where we get Cluxton back Mac- yeah. these boys back like you know it shows the kind of the mindset that he still has that hunger after yeah all, but all like the incredible years. they got Cluxton back they got uh, Jack McCaffrey back they got Mannion back they got uh, Pat Gilroy back you know mm. and like incredible even Pat Gilroy just his presence alone on the sideline and you know these fellas they were they knew like we saw the the Michael Jordan the last dance uh, the whole production of that and you get the feeling that the dubs are on something similar but I don't think it's the last dance I think mm-hmm. they'll be around for a while Do you think um, just sort of talking about the impact of those players coming back and, and what it can do for a team like that having a legend walk straight right back through the door the only time I can think just off my head with Kerry maybe Paul Galvin you know, any time in your career where players maybe left and came back like that? Yeah, but like, you see, when it works, when when you win, it's perfect, you know, because like, it's, oh, it's, it's as if this this was the right decision. With Cluxton, like, that was a, like a really tough call by Desi because David Hannon is playing outstanding in goals. Um, Evan Comerford is injured. So all of a sudden, Cluxton comes in as number two. And then all of a sudden, Cluxon is in, and all the media are asking Desi, "What's the story? Why is Cluxon in?" But you're like, look at him yesterday; he was outstanding. Like all his kickouts, um, the two frees, incredible performance. And you know, like I mean, like I know by like the standards he sets are so high, and uh, I would imagine when he goes back into that setup, all of a sudden the standards by the whole group mm-hmm. are so high. Do you? What was your initial thoughts when he came back in? Were you, is this wrong, is this right? I was worried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he was, um, I knew, like, I mean, the brief chats I would have with Cluxton, met him at Allen's 40th in Dublin, the brief chats I would have with him, I knew that they used base themselves on our, our team in, say, the noughties, and they wanted to reach those standards. By God, have they reached those standards and gone beyond in 2014, when you won your last one, you could compare it maybe to James McCarthy winning yesterday. I think he's similar age. Maybe you were 33, 34 then. He's the same now. Yeah. He's the same now. Um, is it is it hard to leave when you're after winning? Oh yeah, it's very hard. It's it's like I know you, you know, stayed on. It's like obviously. a roller coaster you want to stay on. Yeah, but it's very hard, and it's trying to know when to go. But I mean. These are calls. You see, it's not just like, say, calls that you make on your own. They're family calls. They're like calls where maybe you might have kids, you might have, you know, a career, whatever it is. And I I don't know James McCarthy personally. I have a few chats with him, but everyone has their own call and I'm sure he'll make the right call. When you made the call in 2016, was it the body or was it family or was it a, a mix of a whole lot? I played in the 2016 National League final against Dublin 
it was a uh, hundred years anniversary from the the Easter Rising, and I was actually thirty six on the day that the game was on, and I was marking Bernard Brogan, and he got four points I think off me, and I knew after that I said this this is <laughs> game over, and uh, he. I didn't start a championship game after that. Came on, obviously, but didn't start a championship game after that. So that was it for me. When I wasn't starting, I felt that I wasn't having mm. the same influence on the team. And that was the end, really. Isn't it going to be very hard then for lads like McCarthy, Fitzsimons? And people are talking about McCarthy, maybe a footballer of the year, Fitzsimons, Mark Clifford yesterday. Yeah. Like, how are they going to stop off? Like, they're not. For sure, like, not why, why like would the they. Like, for me, Fitzsimons is still. One of the best man markers in the game. We're talking about Chrissy McCaig, still one of the best man markers in the game. You saw the semi final, you saw Clifford, the scores he got. Chrissy McCaig is stuck on him. So, like, okay, it didn't happen for Clifford yesterday, but like, <coughs> that doesn't make Chrissy McCaig a bad defender. Mick Fitzsimons, outstanding yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, again, it's their decision. I think that they can be as good next year. But, you know, it's 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 their decision. Do you think then the likes of maybe Dean Rock, who isn't getting the game time that he probably wants, uh, oh, he, yeah. he'd be more leaning yeah, towards Yeah, like, I mean, I think that for me now would be an easy easy decision because that was the way I was, say, going down the stretch. And when you're not getting your game time, definitely it's 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 a very easy, easy decision then, you know. Because mm-hmm. the commitment becomes tougher then that you're making when you're yeah. going in and you're not getting the yeah. reward. Yeah, plus I suppose Dean was one of the main men for Dublin, you know, he was like the go-to guy um, and he actually took the, the, the free-kicking duties off Stephen Cluxton back mm-hmm. in the day and now he's not on the team and Cluxton all of a sudden is back taking the, the free-kicks again. So, but Dean, is it eight other medals now he has? Yeah, he's good. Incredible. Look, what a career he's had and uh, met him on a few occasions, lovely fella, you know, and like if he stays on, he could. If he doesn't, it's his decision. Yeah, you know? and what a way for him to bow out. I think he got the last point with a free kick and he was uh, he's due to get married next week. So yeah. if it had a went to the replay, I think he would have had to cancel his own wedding. So that that's pressure. Serious pressure. And, um, <laughs> I'd say he knew that go- when he was yeah. taking that free kick. <laughs> uh, yeah, so look, um, what, what a footballer, you know. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, it's it's you see this thing about the dubs, they have all these players who... You know, you you look at Kerry back in the seventies, the eighties, the Jackals, the Bombers, the Mikeys, the John Egans, the you know the 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 party inches, the parties, Dubs. They have those players now, and we're still talking about them. Mm-hmm. What is it that hurts the most, Mark? Like when you're you're a Kerry supporter and you're a day like yesterday. Is it is it that, that it's Dublin? Is it that you know, or what is it that that hurts? Like, I think Nilo. I think you know the answer to that. But anyway, it's 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 not that really. It's the, like. Kerry will beat Dublin, Dublin will beat Kerry. When I started off my career, we had great victories over Dublin. Never in a final. Dublin always, in 2011, was our first final. They beat us. I suppose, you know, the, one of the big things was my Uncle Paddy had, had the record with eight, with a lot of the dubs. Yeah. And I suppose the boys, they overtook that yesterday. And I was actually thinking of my Uncle Paddy for, for a while, you know, with that record. But look, records are always there to be broken and... I mean, I, I don't think it diminishes Paddy's legacy in any way. He still has his record, but these fellas have been just exceptional. Mick Fitzsimons, Cluxton, 
James McCarthy, exceptional footballers. When you're retired, like, is there still a bit of, like, there was obviously such a rivalry when you were playing Dublin. Is there still a bit of a rivalry, like, with lads who, Dublin lads who are retired? Is there still a bit of slagging, a bit of jousting on days like yesterday? Yeah, sure. I'd be over and back with Alan Brogan and uh, we're good pals and uh, we'd be over and back slagging each other and having the crack. And uh, he's he's good crack now, in fairness. And our two young fellas, Hugo and t- my fella Tyg, we 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 met last year for the semi final and we didn't actually meet yesterday but there's great old crack we call out to his house they call to our you know this, this, and that that was from college back in the day you know meeting mm-hmm. up back in the day in college and uh, just keeping up that that friendship which yeah. is I think what it, the GA is all about you know and just just on them lads um because people were maybe critical of like Cluxon coming back in and you know players like James McCarthy sort of aging I never thought it was a bad thing Cluxon coming back in in terms of he can't do it anymore. I think everyone knew he was going to perform. I think it was just more a sense of you're kind of borrowing tomorrow for today, do you know, because now he might retire and say he lasts two more years and he retires. It doesn't look like the same production lines coming through. Do you think when you talk about last dance and it might not just be a last dance yet, the Dublin team, you can't see where they're going to go once they stop holding on to these sort of players. Well, like, I mean, we're talking about the last dance. I totally disagree. Like, the last dance like they won the All-Ireland um, in the key positions I thought they got most of the matchups right um, you look at Dublin we're all talking about like say Dean Rock James McCarthy who else are we talking Fitzsimons yeah. there's going to be the same thing in Kerry you know there, there's going to be players looking at retiring and like I mean from a Kerry point of view how are they going to be replaced I don't think they will be replaced so you know, all of a sudden you're looking into the under-20s and, you know, are they able to have that step up at the moment? So, like, it's all about, like, what, what's what they call the narrative. Everyone thinks that this is the way it's going to be. I totally disagree. Dublin are going to be back next year. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. They're going to be back. Absolutely, Mark. Um, we're just going to take that opportunity now to take a quick break and to bring you the Sure 72-Year Protection Stat Quiz. In partnership with our friends at Sure, the official statistic partners of the GAA, we're now going to look at the most eye-catching stats from the weekend. This week's winner is Colm McAllen, so congratulations to Colm. Um, this week, we want to know, now that Dublin are the All-Ireland champions and the dust is settled, we're going to roll the clock back just a little bit and for you to tell us, when was the last time that Kerry beat Dublin in an All-Ireland final? Uh, so now it's up to you, the audience, to give us the answers in this stat-related question on our social media to be in with a chance of winning some sure theme prizes. Just throw your answers into the comments below. Good luck. Well, again, you mentioned Fitzsimmons um, and his battle with Clifford. It's, is that way Clifford maybe didn't have his best game? Is it purely down to Mick or is it down to the weather? Is it just pressure? Yeah, I, look, I'll be totally honest with you. I thought Fitzsimmons did brilliant. And I'm not taking away from his performance in any way. But David had an off day by his standards in terms of the scores that he possibly should have got. So I'm not taking away from Fitzsimons. Mick Fitzsimons is one of the best <coughs> defenders in the game, if not the best at the moment. Mm-hmm. He marked the Gooch. He marked David Clifford. I mean, you know. But like, for me yesterday, David, on, a, on another day, he would have had three or four more scores. Yeah. Which would have been seven from play. So I just think it was a bad day for David and everyone has a bad day. He's the one, the best footballer I've ever seen. 
And do you know what? He'll be back. Uh, he's down today, but he'll be back. And I just think he had a bad day. And I'm not giving out about him because I think he's, as I say, one of the best footballers ever. He certainly will be back. Um, and he's in contention to win the Player of the Year award. So was Cormac Costello and James McCarthy. But one of the players... Isn't that doesn't seem to be in the conversation is Mick Fitzsimmons, and I'm just wondering maybe is that because he's a cornerback? You know, he hasn't put a foot wrong all this season, but then you've won a rare. player of the year. Yes, award. It's very rare for cornerbacks to, to win football of the year, no? But yeah, yeah. it's going to be, you, <laughs> <laughs> that's my segue. Thank you very much. Um, 2007, your footballer of the year. Like, I mean, how, how, how did that come about? Like, why, why isn't Mick getting the same? Was it, was it a different era where maybe defenders? Yeah, well, you see, I suppose Mick, Mick Fitzsimmons, like. Yeah, it's different in the sense that that year I remember we played Dublin in the quarter final I think and I just tore up the wing and I think small little things like that have a difference you know where you're not just a cornerback mm -hmm. but I mean if you're in that category it's so chuffing to be in that category and I was I actually was in with the Gooch and Declan O'Sullivan I didn't think I had a chance especially with Gooch and Declan because they were just our best forwards the incredible footballers and then when you get it it's it's a lovely thing to have and like but like I mean saying that you're looking this year you're looking at Costello you're looking at James I'll be honest lads I still have David Clifford as football of the year mm -hmm. well, you, you mentioned there that like it, like you can have a bad day everyone has a bad day um, you'd nearly be like he was so disappointed after the game like you can see him bouncing back from this I'd say he'll come back and of course he will of course he will he's David Clifford course he will but like you think about it right he got three points from play you know by anyone's standards that's that's good scoring mm -hmm. but by David Clifford's standards it's not you know and then you see his brother Paddy coming in like the second half he had was just exceptional he really stood up and I was actually saying at half time we need more fellas to stand up here Paddy stood up I tell you one thing they're a great footballing family that the, the Cliffords yeah. they, they, they have like from young boys growing up they're they like they just bred breed carry football well, and they're great footballing. Family. It was a great moment at the end. Um, like D David had hit a few shots. I suppose some of them were probably he <coughs> took on shots that maybe in, for the day that was in it they were probably improbable shots. You know, and one or two of them kind of ballooned. And during the game, I was watching out and like Paddy was giving out to him. He was like, "Come on, like hold on to the ball, keep the head," kind of a thing. And just kind of half given out. And then the second, the final whistle blew. Obviously, David was devastated. Paddy sprinted straight over to him, you know, put the hand yeah. out and put his hat, like patted him on the head and was like, do you know, yeah, it, it, was powerful that, to, it was powerful to see it now. Oh, yeah. I, I, do you know what? Tough year for the Cliffords. Um, they, they lost their mom this year. Really tough year. I remember 2002, we lost our dad um, in June before the, the Munster final, before the Munster final replay. Um, we played the, the drawn match on the Sunday and my dad passed away on the Tuesday and you're playing the replay then on the Saturday and we actually went on to play the best football that we've ever played in, when I was playing with the Kerry team and we got to the final against Armagh and we lost and you know devastation pure devastation because we felt you know what this would be a lovely tribute to our dad and I was actually thinking about the Cliffords a lot yesterday a lot in the week up to the match and uh, you know and I just felt that they deserve this and unfortunately for them pure devastation like us and uh, that's not going to make them any weaker I think they're going to come back stronger and they're fantastic footballers and 
they they still made their mom proud. Is yeah. that a thing like in two thousand two where you're you're kind of playing for your dad? You're motivated for him the whole way through. Well, I think you you you'd use any angle, but obviously yeah. you know in that situation, you, of course, you know you, you you're looking at, you know, you're trying to just win Sam Maguire and yeah, it was it was that that was a tough year for us and. You know, you just try and put yourself in these boys' shoes and the way they carry themselves. I, I think they're they're exceptional the way they carry themselves and um, they're like my small fellas growing up now and all he talks about is Paddy and David Clifford and Shawnee O'Shea and like so it's 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 mm. the new generation is coming again, which I think is incredible. You obviously were in similar situation in the sense that you got to play with your brothers, um. So winning together, losing together, you know, I mean, it, mu- it must be a really special thing. But is the devastation sort of in the house doubled because you probably can't even look at them because you're like, oh god, you know, <laughs> you've got yeah. Like I, I remember the the zero two final. Um, Dara was captain, and. Obviously, we didn't get over the line. Our man beat us. And you know what? We were four points up at half time. We were really in good commanding position going out the second half. Our man, they grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck. And I remember after the game, you know, we were having your few beers or whatever. And like, I was wondering, where's Dara? Where's Dara? And Dara was inside in his own bedroom. You know, he couldn't even come out because he was so depressed. He was the captain of Kerry. And, you know, I, I knocked on the door. I says, um, all okay. He says, you know, all is good. You know, he says, um, I'm fine. He says, enjoy the night. But he was obviously so, mm. you know, devastated as well. And, you know, but like, that's football. That's sport. Sport can be cruel. It can be yeah. so cruel. And I don't know, was it Roy Keane that was saying it lately that you'll have great days out, but most of the days will actually be disappointing. Yeah. You know, and... I was lucky enough, I won five Ireland medals, but then I lost five Ireland medals as well, so that's sport. And then that year alone, Potty was the manager as well, so you're playing with two brothers and your uncle's the manager. I mean, it's just a real family feel to it that year. It was, yeah, you know, and uh, I suppose it was. And I remember, like, I mean, that year, say, for example, when we went on that backdoor run, played nine championship games. Like, we played Wicklow, we played Fermanagh, we played Kildare, Galway, Cork, Cork three times, you know, and then you play our man in the final. So, look, it for us, we would love to finish the job, obviously, you mm-hmm. know, but I mean, I mean, our man, you look at what they did and they, then they say they probably should have won more, you know, mm-hmm. so, look, sport. <laughs> well, one, one person we haven't talked about and he's in neither team is the referee. Um, will they even get into any incidents or situations? Just what, what did you think of David Goth yesterday? Thought he was good. Thought he was like, I was disappointed with the semi-final in so far as like there was a lot of off the ball stuff that was going on that I didn't like. And, you know, you play the party politics and you say, ah, oh, sure, like they were doing it to McGuigan as well. But Clifford, like, I mean, it was crazy what was happening off the ball with David Clifford. And he wasn't getting protection. And I was, at one stage, I was in the Hogan stand and I was looking down, I was looking at the, the linesman and he was looking straight at Clifford. And he saw what was happening, but there was nothing to be done about it. So then I said, the final, okay, I actually think it'll be different to the final because Goff will have that, he'll have his family. I think Goff brings his entourage, mm-hmm. his family entourage with him. Um... I thought Goff was very good. Yeah. I thought that, that, you know, those key decisions, like the only thing I would say now, 
say it was the David Clifford and Mick Fitzsimons where he gives them the two yellows. It was one of them, two of them. Okay, does it merit a yellow? Possibly not. But was he making a, a signaling a message by doing that? Mm-hmm. You know, and I thought he did great. I thought I thought he did a great game. Look, I remember in 2016, who was it that checked Peter Crowley? Was it uh, Kevin McMenamum? And it was a free in for Kerry. Goff came out after, said he didn't see it. You have to give him great credit for saying that he made a mistake. Yeah. Uh, then Dear McConnell goes down the other end and kicks one of the greatest scores ever and that puts them two ahead. You know, so look, these small things, um, but I think uh, on reflection, I think he had a good game. Uh, on, on that situation with Clifford, like you're a defender, you surely, see, it must be tricky because obviously you're a Clifford fan and supporting Kerry, but with you being a defender and the forwards giving you it as much as you're giving them and then more often than not, it's the defender who gets the yellow but card. But it's the not really like because I, I I remember like playing inside there for years, especially when I started off. The forwards is giving it to you as well, you know, yeah. and like I mean, like you say, but like, we, like what I used to, it depended on who I'd be marking. If I was marking, say, a smaller, slighter fella, I might stand maybe side to side. If I was marking a stronger, bigger fella, I might just play a small yard in front. But then if I'm marking a Donaghy, I'm playing that yard in front because I know if I'm going to tangle with him, he's going to push me off. But also, if that ball comes in high, mm-hmm. I need to be able to be back there just to punch it out because I'm not going to catch it with him because he's so tall. So I need to be able to punch that ball away. So it depends. Horses for courses. Depends who you're marking. Mm. And I always had that mantra when I was playing football. How would you mark David Clifford? Say a few prayers the night before I'd say in. <laughs> <laughs> Hope for the uh, best. We used to always have a thing, myself and Mike McCarthy and Tom O'Sullivan, the, the old Tom O'Sullivan, and we used to just, if we denied possession out the field, if the boys put enough <laughs> pressure out the field, we always felt we had a great chance. We always felt we could get a hand in, you know, break a ball away. And I would I'd imagine that would be the only thing that I could do with, with David Clifford is try and deny possession. But... Uh, I'd say, I'd say a few prayers. Yeah. Well, um, on the Sunday game, Enda McGinley was sort of implied. Well, he said it outright, actually. He said that uh, James McCarthy maybe crossed the lane a couple of times and, in fact, danced over the lane and was maybe lucky. You know, a different referee or a different situation. He, he could have been sent off. And um, Would would you follow that line of thought? or maybe I would. I would. I'd follow that line of thought. Um, but come here. I mean, the amount of games that we've played in where Tomas went over the line. Dara went over the line. Paul Galvin went over the line. Did you they're, ever go over the line? They're the, uh, once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> but they're the players you want. And if James McCarthy's going over the line, like I have so much respect for that man. Yeah. And like I saw him yesterday and I was like saying, why can't we do that? Why don't we have the, the players that'll do that? And what a footballer he is. Like, and you know, and I, I don't, you know, when I see him going up the steps, obviously, you know, they, they do what they do but I, I couldn't begrudge James McCarthy, I'll tell you that. Mm. Are they the type of moments that win games? Oh, Matt? absolutely, absolutely, yeah. They're, they definitely are the moments that win the games. The James McCarthy's making those, and, uh, like, he got away with them, and, you know, I mean, good luck to him. Yeah. You know, we'd like to get away with him as well, we didn't. Yeah, you <laughs> came up against some of the drone teams that maybe would have got away with things. Yeah, I like, I suppose, uh, well, I think Tyrone were more kind of clever in their outlook on us like I mean with Dara 
like Dara would go up and he'd catch balls but when he came down there was five or six fellas surrounding him you know mm. so they had their homework done on us like Tommy Walsh and Kieran Donaghy inside full forward you know they brought the two McMahons back you know yeah. they, they were Mickey Hart like it, it deserves huge credit for what they did in that period mm-hmm. are Kerry missing something like that they had the players as well sorry they had the players as well you obviously have to have the players uh-huh. you know and they had the players Mickey Hart can then devise a plan on doing what he wants to do but if you have the players you have a great chance yeah I did it now I fired in a Tyrone question somehow sorry, no. <laughs> are, they, are they missing like that bit of bowelness kind of a carry mm. um, they are yeah I think so like don't have a lad who's going to kind of go over the edge a small bit you've party you've party Clifford you've David Clifford who I think is also one of those fellas but mm. you've tied Morley um, yeah you are you're missing you're missing a few of those players of course you are especially when you have a David Clifford who's going to get so much attention Yeah, you need someone like an enforcer but I think David is an enforcer even himself yeah, yeah. I, I think just that you know he's an incredible footballer but yeah I, I think that we are missing those two. and like I think the, the the story going into the game was this is Dublin's last chance I don't go with that theory at all. I think that Dublin could be around for the next few years. You know, mm. I mean, why sh- why should Kerry take over now? Derry have a great chance. Monaghan are looking, and they're saying, you know. So I don't buy into that theory at all. Mm. Well, uh, I want to ask you about your brother because he was on one in the Sunday game. He was very entertaining. Um, they asked him to reveal the Sunday game player of the year, and his first words were. Well, I think we got it wrong. <laughs> the answer was James McCarthy, but he just wanted to get it in there first that he thought it should be David Clifford. So. I think it should be David Clifford. Okay. Well, why is that? Because I think he's been the most exceptional footballer so far this year. I think James McCarthy, uh, like, we can do sentiment. We can do what we want. And James McCarthy has nine out of the medals now. And, but was he the best player on the pitch in the final? No, was 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 David Clifford the best player on the pitch in the final? No, but leading up to the final, who was the best player on view so far in this year in the championship? And it was David Clifford. Mm-hmm. So by that alone, David Clifford, in my view, has to get footballer of the year. And like James McCarthy, of course, like don't get me wrong, I I admire that man so much. I think, like I've said it already, I think he's an incredible footballer. But in terms of footballer of the year, David Clifford. They also announced that Paul Mannion, man of the match. Would you go along with that thinking? I would say Paul Mannion, yeah. Um, yeah, he got four points, I think, from, mm-hmm. from play. He was he was outstanding. Um, Fitzsimons obviously did a great job on David. Um, it was a hard one to pick. Yes, very hard one. You think Paddy Clifford, yeah. Well, I thought Paddy Clifford was the best player in the pitch. I just thought he was like outstanding in the game. But your the losing player isn't going to get man the no, match on no. an Ireland final day. Maybe Brian Howard was there thereabouts. Yeah. Howard kickouts. The, the kickouts. Cluxon got to Howard, and then Howard has gone off. Is it after sixty yeah. minutes? Was it? You yeah. know. So, um, but the kickouts. Cluxon got to, to to Howard. Howard was hugely influential in that game, and I think that maybe Dublin were looking at maybe the Derry game and how Oren Inch was so effective and going up the field Dublin knew Cluxon was never going to do that but if they had a go-to guy in the full back line where they could start up there and I thought Kerry should have pushed up more mm-hmm. and they didn't and look I mean 
um, I think that Howard had a huge influence. Yeah. Um, any say for Colin Pascal? Some people call him and say he got man of the match. Yeah, he brilliant in the second game. half. Yeah. But I used I used to always hate marking a fella who like who um, who'd be poor on the previous game. You know, like because you knew, oh my God, he had a poor game. If you're playing intercounty football, you're never going to play back to back poor games, really. And Pascal, by his, like he has set the championship alight. And but the semi final, he was poor, and he was taken off. And then you had like Costello, who was outstanding. Mm-hmm. And I said, whoever is marking Pascal really needs to win the first two or three balls. But I thought he was he played very well yesterday. Very mm. well. Well, when they were picking the team of the year, they sort of had a full forward lane. It was Con Baskell, Shane McGuigan, David Clifford, obviously. And then the half forward lane was Paul Mannion, Sean O'Shea and Potty Clifford. So Cormac Costello actually missed out. But going by what you're saying, that you should pick it on the season. You know, I'd have Cormac Costello ahead of Paul Mannion. Yeah, well, that's what I, I had him ahead of Paul like, Mannion. Because Mannion was outstanding yesterday, but going in the season, Costello was probably better. Mm-hmm. You know, and you see, that's what the All Stars are, though. The bigger the game, you know, and a lot of people give out about the All Stars. And then I have a buddy who played for Kerry for years, and he never won an All Star. But I'd say, you know, he probably feels hard done by, yeah. and rightly so. But he can't give out about it because he never got one. But yeah. then you have a fellow who gets an All Star, but they can give out because I think All Stars sometimes can be. There's a bit of sentiment with all stars. There's a bit of maybe um, geographical, whatever it is. But I think, by and large, they get them right. But there's the odd call. It's all opinion. You yeah. Know? Well, tell tell me about the all stars. Like, do you just find out there on the day when no, they call sure, out the names? Like, I or mean, how the all stars were always the Wednesday and the 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 Friday. Uh-huh. So the hurlers would find out one year on the Wednesday, which I thought was wrong. And the footballers would find out on the Friday, and then the, the the vice versa. The footballers would find out on the Wednesday. You should find out on the night. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, there was years where there'd be arguments inside in the City West Hotel because of the All Stars, you know. And it's all opinion, you know. I mean, in fairness, it's all opinion. And I think once you're happy with your own performances, and the big thing about the All Stars is. Whoever wins the All Ireland gets the most All Stars, you know. And mm-hmm. Dublin have won the All Ireland; they get the most All Stars. Did yeah. you enjoy them nights, like when you won All Stars, meeting with players from other teams and that? And it was good crack. I remember um, there was one year we came down, myself and Dara. We flew down the following day, and we had a tough night of it the night before. And we threw the All Stars on the over overcarriage or the, whatever you call it, and we got off anyway. And I, I don't think there was much turbulence, but. We came down and Dara's all-star was totally bent. He had <laughs> <laughs> to get it uh, pulled back by, by uh, a specialist, but, uh, you know, little moments like that, you know. And what about the player of the year? Did you know that in advance? I didn't. I, I, I found out that night that I was getting the player of the year and uh, I actually couldn't believe it, to be totally honest, because obviously I was in the same category. The, the three of us were Gooch, myself and Declan, and I actually couldn't believe it because I said, there's no way I'm getting it out of the two boys. And... I remember just there and somebody came up to me and said it to me, you're getting the player of the year. And I remember Gooch and Dickton right next to me and said, congratulations, well done. And I just, I felt like a, a small bit of a fraud in a way because here I am next to two of the greatest players that ever played with Kerry and I'm actually getting this award ahead of them, which I felt they deserved more than me. But that team that we had, that 
Team 0607. There was a, a huge bond in that team. There was an unbreakable bond, and those fellas were incredible. Yeah, you no. go to war with Gooch, you go to war with Declan, Dara, Shamo, Aidan O'Mahony, Tomas, Paul Galvin. Do you know, you go to war with all those fellas. Yeah, you were going for three in a row the following year, and then, but you got it back in 2009. You, you mentioned earlier that uh, uh, back to back is so difficult. Um, how did you guys do it? Um, obviously we won zero six, which I thought was our best team, um, because we had like say Murph and Goal, myself, Mike McCarthy, Tom O'Sullivan. I thought that was a good full backline because in terms of say man marking, we had three man markers there. You know, I could man mark, Tom could man mark, Mike McCarthy could man mark. Then you had your half backline, and so, so like if like if you put that into play yesterday. I think that would have been a huge thing, like in terms of, like, say, whatever players Dublin put into the full forward line. We had our man markers, you know, and then say you had your half back line, you had uh, Tomas, Seamus Minan, Aidan O'Mahony, you know, a, a huge half back line as well, you know, and you could put Shamo back into the full back line. What I think is a great, makes a great team is flexibility. You look at James McCarthy in the last few years, he was able to go back in full back on Tommy Walsh in 2019 in the drawn match. So you've you've got, if you have flexibility <coughs> in your team and if you have players that can play in different positions, you've, you you have answers and you have solutions. Well, what's interesting about that back-to-back was it was two different managers. Yeah, well, I suppose, yeah, sorry, second year, Pat O'Shea, I suppose we had to, you know, a new manager comes in and you, you, you almost have to prove yourself all over yeah, again. Even though you're already a champion. Yeah, yeah, so like you, you know, you're trying to prove to this guy why you're there. So that was interesting. And Pat, Pat was a, a good manager who motivated the team to the last, you know, and different, different outlook to, to Jack, obviously. But um, yeah, it was, it was, it was great to win the back to back. Does it give you all the more admiration for teams like Limerick and Dublin who done it, what four, five in a row, six in a row, like? How do they keep it going that that long? Incredible, really, when you consider like what they've done. And um, I mean, the dubs. I do you know what? I don't know that I say this already, uh, but when the dubs lost in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one, I always felt that it reminds me even chatting to my uncle Paddy, um, eighty two, eighty three, that they were going to come back strong. And they did, like, they come back, they came back so strong. And I think that hurt got them over the line yesterday. Like, the hurt that got Kerry over the line, 84, 85, 86. Met Mikey Shee during the week and he actually said, um, you know, if, if the game is tight, Dublin will have that memory bank where they can go to and they know they can win all Ireland's going down the stretch. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a very revealing comment by Mikey because he said, we had that in 84, 85, 86, where... Tyrone should have beaten us in 86. Dublin should have beaten us in 85. But we had that memory bank where we knew we could win all Ireland's. Mm-hmm. I think Dublin had that. Just well, so you mentioned um, Pawdy there. <coughs> like, I, I can imagine growing up with him as your uncle that, uh, like, what sort of an influence was he, uh, like, from a very young age on, on your football career? Like, was it? He was huge. He was, um, oh, he was, a, he was a great influence, obviously, in terms of football. And back then, like, say, Sam Maguire, there was there wasn't the demand on the Sam McGuire. We came from a small school, twenty six students inside in our school, and when Pawdy won the Sam, it was like maybe winning it the seventh time, 
seventh time in maybe nine years and every student could bring the Sam Maguire home for the night you know yeah. and uh, there was four of us so we obviously Paddy was living next door anyway so the Sam was there but can you imagine that the every student could bring the Sam Maguire home for a night um, but like yeah look I mean you'd see all the Kerry players coming to the house the likes of the Bombers the Shawnee Welches the Yogis all these fellas and, oh my god all we ever wanted to do then was play football and Paddy then became manager in 96 Dara started my eldest brother Fergal got injured he was unlucky uh, Tomas gets in and all I wanted to do then was just join, join the boys but there I am in the stand with my dad and he's <laughs> kicking every ball with the lads and any time they kick the ball you get the knee pushing into you my dad was the you know he, he kicked every ball with them <laughs> and they'd give off the ball and he'd be grand you know but he was just hopeful that all the boys would do the right thing there must be some crack back at the house then after a match when you'd all come back together like it was well it was good crack when we won um, <laughs> yeah it wasn't too much crack when we lost you know but uh, it was good crack because you with the likes of Darrow Kinnade Adal McArlott we were we were a tight group you know and uh, uh, we used to have great old buzz when we'd win a game and go for a few jars great crack well, here, I just find it interesting, actually, because you obviously have that connection with Potty, um, being your uncle, and he was the manager and stuff, but he didn't leave Kerry in the best of terms, and it was Jack O'Connor who actually replaced him, the current Kerry manager. Um, was that awkward for you and your brothers? Of course it was. Of course know? it was. Very awkward, because obviously he was our uncle, he was our hero, and I suppose the way it was dealt with wasn't the best in terms of, you know, he was told by somebody else that he was getting the road. So we, we felt we felt that he was, I suppose, what he had achieved with Kerry in terms of playing and managing, we felt he was hard done by. And, uh, you know, that was a, a bitter pill to swallow, I can tell you. And then did, did Jack have to win you over then to a certain degree? No, I have to give Jack great credit because Jack came in and we went as far as the Ireland club final, the Gaeltuck, and we... I had my place in the team in zero two and zero three, and then I was gone. That time, the, the whole league was January to, or sorry, it, it changed from the the few league games before Christmas. All the league games were after Christmas. Mm -hmm. So Aidan O'Mahony came in, Paul Galvin came in, and when I came back after St Patrick's Day when the Ireland Club final, I had no position on the team, so I was looking in. So Jack, Jack obviously made a hard call and. I, you know, at the time, you look back and no, you say it was the right call. So I really had to fight hard to get my spot back. Mm -hmm. And um, no, I have to give Jack great credit. I th thought he did a great job when he came in. Well, he's the man in charge now, so it's up to him really to bring this Kerry team back. You mentioned before that like the hurt can actually make a good team. And of course, yeah. David Clifford maybe feeling the hurt after that final. Jack O'Connor will definitely be feeling the hurt. It's a, I, was, I actually just read his book like literally about two weeks ago. And Jack's book. Yeah, Jack's book. And it's basically all based from losing the 05 final yeah. and responding in 2006. Yeah. And just how determined and how sickened he was. He went goes off to the little island on his own and stuff. So like, is he the man in charge? Is he the right man, sorry, to Jack, get this carry team to bounce back? I suppose Jack has this innate ability to kind of go when he needs to go and then put his you know hat in the ring for the when he needs to come back I, I'd like to see him stay on to be totally honest for another year or two because I think these players need him at the moment um, 
but also I think the team need to to stay on. I think that the Paddy Tallies, the Mike Quirks, the the Dermot Murphys, I think they need to stay on. I think this, I think they have a bit of unfinished business to do. To be totally honest, and I think they need to stay on and win another All Ireland. Mm-hmm. Well, there's no better man to do it. I think he's got four in the bag already. Um, that's all we have time for. Thank you so much to Mark O'Shea for coming on to the show. Thank you to Niall. Thanks to our sponsors, Sure72 Your Protection. This is the final show for what will hopefully only be a short break. And we'll see you all very soon. You've been listening to the GAA Hour, brought to you by Sports Joe and Sure. 72 hour non stop protection, tested to the limits. Sure, it won't let you down. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.